Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 253. On this episode, we're talking about a discless Xbox and if it's coming out this physical year, Anthem, and why it is the lowest rated Bioware game of all time. <laughs> I told you guys <laughs> exactly what was going to happen. Uh, the PlayStation you know, Vita. You know, why are you talking about the PlayStation Vita? You know, that's the second game I've pretty much hit on now. Fallout 76 was the other one. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're just let y'all know. We'll talk about it. Know. <laughs> PlayStation Vita gets put to rest. And, of course, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. It's been leaked. And we want to know, do you guys think that it needs to come out? This is all coming up on the 253rd episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. All right, so this is the 253rd episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. It's your boy Celeb, joined by my partner in crime, the crazy... And adaptive, Lord Bolts. What's up, bro? <laughs> adaptive. I don't know why. <laughs> he can change, change depending on his surroundings. How's everything been going, man? It's been going, bro. Um, so let's go ahead and get down into it. This episode is going to be a little different. Uh, we tried to record this episode the other day, but... Uh, we succeeded. But we succeeded for about... <laughs> 34 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. There's a debate going on between me and Bolts on how long we were recording, but we stopped for a minute and I went in there to get us some water and Dara was in some pretty bad pain and was like, I think we're going to have to go to the hospital. So if you guys haven't noticed all over the social medias, Dante Ashergale has been born. He was born the day before the release of Devil May Cry 5. Meh. Uh, meh. Shut up. <laughs> um, he was born on the 7th, 10.57 in the morning. He was 8 pounds, 15 ounces, 21 inches. So happy to have him here with us. Um, I know Bolts is happy as well to have his nephew in the world and being healthy is all get out. So. Yeah, you say all you want to be, or say all you want to say. Have your little hard shell. I know the true bolts. I know that he's got a real soft, gooey inside. Take that as you will. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move down into what you've been drinking, what you've been gaming, and what's been going on in your life. Bolts, what's been going on, bro? I, mean, I think I've recorded this already. Um, it's like deja vu. <laughs> Uh, what have been drinking? Much of nothing. A little, I, you know, a little dark pepper here and there. A little, little sparkling ice. Um, I, I downed like a gallon of chocolate milk the other day. Man, I'm going to kick, dude, and I you gotta down, have it. Like you downed a whole gallon. At I one felt like sitting? I shotgunned that bad boy. You Are know? you serious? I don't even play. It was probably half a gallon, but still, man, I like sat down, and had a glass. You know, before I know it, the gall- the half gallon was gone. I was like, man, what the fuck did it's that okay. go? It's okay. You know what? I've done that before at work. Like, they've marked down some chocolate milk to, like, a dollar, and yeah. I've just, like, drink it, and then not yeah. even pay attention. I turn around, I'm like, I drink this whole half <laughs> gallon of chocolate milk. I'm going to die. Um, so, basically, that's what I've been drinking. Um, Gaming-wise, um, been playing a little baseball, a little 
little Black Ops 4, uh, played some Nier, uh, finished that. Absolutely loved that fucking yeah, game. You, I was going to say, you, you said that it was pretty good, and I guess I need to just stop putting it off and, and get it. Oh, man. it's um, it's um It was so, I mean, just the, the different gameplay styles that they had in there. You know, they had a third-person view. They had, like, a a side view while you're like a the mech warrior you know shooting like radius and stuff like that yeah it was just really really cool i love the story the story was amazing um it it, it kind of took you getting used to because once you can only save at certain points of the game yeah so while you're going through there if you die you gotta start from the beginning really yes what yes like there's no checkpoints no wait a second like throughout the entire game yeah there's I, no I just I just said there are certain times that you can save, but but it's you, like few and far between. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that would kill me. Yeah, the first time I did that, I was like, oh, I got to re-strategize. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. just can't go willy nilly and yeah, stuff that, like that. That would drive me crazy. It will. Drive you know you crazy. how sometimes I'm like not the best gamer. Oh, I. Oh, so. yeah. No, it's like, it's like the thing on Facebook. <laughs> um, uh, about the people who strategize during games and stuff like that. I tagged you. I said, hey, look, this is Caleb. This playing Assassin's Creed. Oh, my Creed. God, yeah. I could yeah. be stealthy? Oh, no. So, yeah. Yeah, um, what was it? It was uh, it oh, showed no. it, it showed the meme of the the chick with, like, the, the pie graph and all this stuff popping up while she's thinking. And then it showed the people that don't strategize, and they look like the Joker from Christian Bale's Batman. And he was like, what's a strategy? <laughs> <laughs> that's Caleb. Yeah, that is that's definitely Caleb. me. I just go in, balls to the wall, swinging, not even thinking, making so. no sense. Um, so, um, and I'm just, um, I got Devil May Cry Five today. Uh, today, 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 got me some Devil May Cry. Um, letting that download on my Xbox. So, just waiting for Shadows Die Twice and MLB the Nineteen Show, bro. That's right. And what about life? Everything has been okay. You, did you go see your boy the other day? Your boy, Aaron James. Oh yeah, yeah. I went and saw him the other day. Went bottom got, got him some new shoes. Went yeah. to watch uh, How to Train Your Dragon at the IMAX in what they call a D box, and it's basically like a four dimensional chair that you sit in. And then, like, does it move? It moves during the movie. How, how was that? Uh, besides the chair being kind of uncomfortable. The whole aspect, that was pretty cool. Uh, the whole aspect of like, <clears throat> whenever Hiccup is flying on Toothless, and they get the screen, you see it like that. Your chair moves, sways back and forth. At these, what? Yeah, um, it, it it wasn't bad. Um, it was a different. It was kind of it was a new experience. Did uh, I'm guessing Aaron really liked it? Um, you know it. He's like, it would have been better better with Hellraiser. Is it, probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Um, well, I'll, I will say the movie is great. Heck yeah, dude. It's a I tearjerker, mean, homie. Oh, my God. It's a tearjerker. Oh, man, whatever they, what do they say? Bye to one another? Bro, I lost oh, it. Oh, my God, bro. Oh, my son turned, are you crying? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm crying. Yeah. It's sad, you And then, shit. like, oh, well, I don't want to get into it too much. Just spoil the movie for you. No, no, no. We can spoil it. You should have already watched it. If you haven't watched it, you're lame. Get Spoiler right here for How to Train Your Dragon. When he sees his, like, when I saw his son on there, and he was, like, talking to his son, uh, and even the part to where Hiccup was, like, a little kid, and he walks in on his dad, like, crying, thinking about his, like, you know, at that time, he thought of his dead wife. Oh, bro, that got me right there, yeah, dude. Man. Oh, my God. I was he's, like, he, oh. he, he, you know, he's sitting there talking about, you know, it's like, you know, the, the, the thing with love is you gotta you got to learn heartache and loss. But it's totally worth it. Oh yeah, it's so true, man. His son too. His son was like, "Are you going to get us a new mommy?" Yeah, 
And he was like, no, I would never get a new mommy. Your mommy was the only mommy for me. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Um, But you also saw saw, uh, Captain Marvel, right? Yes, I went and saw that today with Austin. You know, what? like if you were to give it a one to ten. Seven and a half. Like not bad, good visuals. I mean, it was it was a good movie. Um, not great by any means. Um, but are you are you doing any comparison? Are you comparing it to like the movies that were like pivotal movies in the Marvel universe? Uh, no, because I, I don't compare the Marvel movies to one another because e- each Marvel movie is their own and they have their own aspect with it. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Um, like you know the the banter between um Carol Davers and uh Nick Fury was actually was really good. Yeah. Um, the scroll, the 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 main the main enemies, yeah. quote uh, quote and unquote, um, they were phenomenal. I absolutely loved their characters. Yeah. Um, that the the lead scroll was uh he was witty. He was it was he was funny. It was just the 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 scroll to me ended up still in the movie. Now I will say this. Um, whenever Captain Marvel does what she needs to do at that point in time towards the end of the movie. That was spectacular. Yeah, um, but overall, it just felt like it. You know, seven and a half, good but not great Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, a movie to get to. I know you don't like. Game. I know you don't like comparing things, but if you were to compare it to, you know, some of the movies that have came out recently, like Spider Man Homecoming, uh, Avengers, Infinity War, uh, even Black Panther, would you say that it's it's able to sit, no. on, stand on its own two feet next nope. to those? Nope. Really? Yep. What? So you would say it's like an Iron Man two? Probably. Yeah. Well, see, I enjoyed Iron Man two, but it was kind of one of those movies I was like, eh, it's yep. okay. Exactly. You know, it's not bad. It connects no. the dots on yeah, to an no, extent. No, I mean, it, it doesn't stand. You know, I think. Now, don't tell me what happens. I'm not going to. I'm don't tell, tell, tell me what anything. happens, but w- I did hear that the post credit scenes were well worth it. There's only one post credit scene, so two. I, I watched through the whole thing. I got one. Well, I don't know. A friend of mine went and saw it the other day and said there was two post credits. Yeah. Well, I also and I sat through the whole thing and we only got one. So, oh man, I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, I have been uh, drinking some. Oh my god, uh, been drinking some Bang because my boy Bolts has been supplying me the last couple of days. He's my supplier bang uh, i need my payment bro <laughs> yeah i will be giving you your payment for sure it's like that whole uh remember the family guy episode was where uh stewie loans brian money and stewie goes after brian oh, yeah about, he's like where's my, my money? money where's my money See, this is what happens <laughs> See, this is what happens I was, I was like, he's, he's like oh that's good oj <laughs> <laughs> Matches that glass yeah. in his face. he's like ah! um but drinking some uh rainbow unicorn uh bangs uh also um um, having a Rebel IPA uh, by Samuel Adams, which is not my favorite beer, but it came uh, in a, a big giant markdown box of beer that I only had to pay for like seven bucks for. So, gaming wise, well, let's talk about life first. As as I said earlier, we uh, on the seventh we introduced and welcomed Dante Ashergale into the world, um, and I'm just so blessed to have him. Uh, not to get into too much information, but Dara was just, I mean, Bolts can even admit this. Like, she's super strong-ass woman, dude. I mean, two hours of labor, seven minutes of pushing, and all natural, no epidural, nothing. Like, I mean, it, it, like, if if you are a husband that has not had it in your mind of seeing the birth of a child... <laughs> 
if you watch it, you will have a completely different respect for women because I'm telling you, which I had to deal with that with Amara the first time around. But this, I mean, it's just, it's something really special, dude. And um, we we were up there at the hospital for a couple of, uh, about what, 48 hours? I would say maybe two, three days at the max. Something like that, yeah, because we went up there Wednesday night and we left um, yesterday. yesterday afternoon. So, um, but... Outside of that, um, just getting adjusted to having two kids, and um, I've been uh, playing through Devil May Cry 5, uh, which came out on the 8th. Um, we did not get a um, review code from Capcom, but I do want to say, as I said on social media, thank you guys so much for being so awesome to us. Capcom is always so great to us, not just on, of course, on Second Opinion, but mainly on Cinelinks. They've been so great with us in the past, and, you know, sometimes it happens like that, you know. There's been times before that six, seven months in a row, especially whenever I was doing Second Opinion by myself, that I wouldn't get review codes. But, you know, it's so great that they are able to stay in contact with us and tell us what's going on. And, you know, if we don't get a review code, I've always been the type of person that believes you go out and if you're really passionate about what you're doing, you go out and you buy a copy of the game and you review it with your own money. So um, that's what I'm planning on doing with Devil May Cry 5. Um, and I do have to also give big shout outs to Ubisoft and uh, the whole um, massive entertainment team, um, the entire PR team at, at Ubisoft as well. They sent us over um, a good couple of codes for the Division 2. Um, so a good chunk of the um, Centilinks team can do some playthroughs with it and live streams and reviews. Um, so big shout outs to Ubisoft for providing those codes for us. Um, it, it was a. Uh, very, very awesome uh, thing that you, you guys obviously did not have to do. Um, but as I said, I have been playing Devil May Cry, and that's pretty much it right now. Uh, the, the servers do not go live for the Division until the 12th of March. So um, I have my code uh, in there, and it's ready. But I just have to wait until the game's servers launch before I'm able to actually play the game. And I'll, uh, uh, next week, I'll have uh, some more, uh, I guess a little bit more uh, thoughts on the game since the game's not actually fully launched yet. So um, before we get into anything else, video games coming soon. Uh, of course, Devil May Cry just launched on the 8th um, for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. And then the Division 2 comes out on the 15th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Oh, sorry. Had a bowel <laughs> movement. Um, and then uh, I guess we can talk about this other game. <laughs> Who cares about that one, right? Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Just blew my load, bro. It uh, comes out March 22nd, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Big shout-outs to Activision for... Uh, providing us with a review code for that as well. It's really cool. They sent Matt a um, uh, Securo Die Twice mask that's themed around the game. Uh, did not expect it at all. He showed up the other day, and it was like a wooden mask. It's really, really awesome. Um, and then uh, Yoshi's Crafted World comes out March 29th. And what else comes out, boss? What's that other? It's a sports game. MLB The Show, bro. Uh, yeah, MLB The Show. When does that come out? The 26th? Yes, sir. Boy. So, so Shadows Die Twice has got at least five days. You better get through it quick. I know. Good luck. 
because I'm going to die a lot. A lot. Um, so before we get into our real uh, talk topics, um, as some of you guys may know, I did talk about it on social media recently. Today's show is mainly going to be based on four topics that we're going to kind of get into a little bit more than what we usually would. Um, and uh, it's going to be a, a, I think it's going to be a pretty good show. I think we're going to do this. Like we're going to kind of try to mix it up every once in a while to where like one show we really have just heavy news and then the next show we have maybe a couple of news topics and more real talk topics where we can kind of get into it a little bit more on the details and what we what we think. But this show is brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Uh, gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. And, of course, Cinelinks.com. Great content and great content creators. Head on over to Cinelinks.com. Now, that's not obviously the actual quote, but that is my own quote that I constantly bring up. Head on over to Cinelinks.com. Check out the great content we have over there. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming, uh, and me and Bolts are uh, slowly but surely working on our road to E3. Um, we're going to be what talking about we're going to be talking about more stuff. You know, it's just like what Bolts. Well, the, 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 we'll see. The good thing is we don't have to talk about Sony because they won't be there. Sony or EA. Well, EA so, will be there, so we don't have to talk. So our our conversation will be really really limited because I think we're gonna. I think we're. I actually. You know, last year, of course, it was like, you know, it was that shock factor. It was like, oh, cool. Everybody's here. But I think this year is actually going to be a really special E3 because it's going to be very heavily, like, it's going to be really revolving around Microsoft. I know, it's going to be green everywhere. Yeah. Um, All these uh, different companies. um, And I really do think that we're going to get some damn good news this year. There is going to be, you know, Nintendo will be there. Um, you know, but like EA will not have a press conference, um, which I think is actually a good thing. Because no, well, see, the thing about EA is that you actually have to buy portions. You have to pre-order it. <laughs> you have to pre-order it beforehand. <laughs> so if you're going to E3, you have to pre-order the the showcase. That's the only way you can watch it. Um, no, but Ubisoft will have a. I think Ubisoft will have a press conference where I think me and Bolts can agree they're going to announce and show off the the next Assassin's Creed, which will come out in twenty twenty. Absolutely. They're also going to talk about Beyond Good and Evil, um, a little bit more. Maybe show some more heavy gameplay on that, um, and a good other couple of things. But you know, we're going to have some episodes coming in the next couple of weeks or months talking about E three, um, but. This episode is also brought to you by Real Outreach. Um, we raised uh, $2,100 for the um, Captain Marvel uh, Real Outreach event, which where uh, Jordan and Matt and the Real Outreach team took the Girls, Inc. of Dallas, uh, which is a basically is, um, is a corporation or, you know, a business that, that tries to empower young girls uh, at a very young age and build them up the best way that they can. And uh, really awesome, man. They took them there. They, it covered the cost of concessions and the ticket prices. And also, big shout-out to Hasbro. They um, they donated uh, like a big-ass pallet of toys for these kids. And it was just so awesome. I know Bolts is just like me. I have a very um, big soft spot for for things like this and you know jordan you're you and matt y'all y'all are doing such great work man and just keep it up so proud to even say that we know you guys so. absolutely man they're they're doing great things and it's and it shows and the whole the real outreach is outreaching almost many many people from 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 some of the top celebrities to some of the top gamers and and, and everything it's awesome yeah, yeah it, it really is man yeah because even kevin smith 
um, Soledad O'Brien, all these different people have, have helped uh, in, in this event and previous events. We had the the main writer of uh, Wreck-It Ralph and uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet um, donate to the event as well. She actually paid the rest of the event off whenever they were taking them to taking some kids to see Ralph Breaks the Internet. So it's just it's so cool, man. It's so cool. And a lot of people say, oh, it's a luxury. Um, it's a luxury to to go see these movies and stuff. But, you know, you, you think about it how you will, but there's other charity events out there that can do the, you know, oh, well, let's give them food, let's give them this. This charity event is, this charity is meant to make kids feel more like in a normal circumstance and let them do things that they normally don't get to do. You know, yes, there are, you know, there are many ways for these kids to get different stuff with, you know, food and, you know, help like that. But they they don't get to just go and see a movie and just relax, have popcorn, get some toys and just have fun. You know, so that's what that's the reason why Jordan did this is, you know, he's a big cinema freak like mm-hmm. like bolts too you yep. know and you know there's something special about going to the movies especially whenever you're a kid now i know it was a different type of movie but i remember going and seeing mortal Kombat when it first came to theaters when was that 95 yeah i think so i think it was 95 my mom was not for us going my dad took us to the crockett movie theater and at that time the crockett movie theater still had the working curtains so whenever you got in there and sat down the curtains actually like you know pulled apart and yeah. oh my god bro it was so cool and then i just remember it because it was such a it was such a great experience like we had been playing mortal kombat mortal kombat 3 i think or mortal kombat 2 was out at the time and um i think it was i think it was three and uh when when we saw the movie it was just magic to me dude it was like oh my god i'm sure there's some parents who are like you don't need to let your kids see something like this but it was magic to me. So I can understand where Jordan and them are going with this aspect. So anyways, as I said, on our Real top, our real Talk segments, we're going to be talking about the discless Xbox Anthem. Um, also talking about the PlayStation Vita and, of course, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. We're going to take a quick music minute break. This is brought to you by Tech Industry, and we'll be back right after this.
All right, so uh, as I said, that music was brought to you by Tech Industry. It's a great, great song called Pause, uh, and it, it does feature music from Donkey Kong um, Country, which was one of my favorite games of all time. So big shout-outs to them. Make sure to check them out. Um, also, um, we're about to get into it, man. We're about to talk about something that has been on Bolts' mind for some time now um, and also is, is just, it's just weird. You know what I'm saying? It's super weird. So in recent news and rumors, uh, there is a very big possibility that the said discless Xbox is not going to be something that's just going to be announced at E3, but they're also possibly bringing out a different version of a discless Xbox in May. Now, it is said that this is called Codename Maverick uh, and removing... The disc will drop the it's a discless Xbox One X and it'll drop the price by a hundred dollars, uh, which is a hundred dollars less than the price tag of the three hundred dollar system that's available now. What is it like two ninety nine for an Xbox One S? Yes. So it would drop that to one ninety nine, um, and I don't really know. I don't know what to say. Um, I can understand them. I can understand them announcing at X at at E3, hey, the next Xbox is going to be this power hunger machine and this discless version and whatever else, blah 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 blah. It's a it's an Xbox whatever Sapphire is that what it was called Xbox Sapphire, but it's it's discless, so it's way cheaper on price and everything else. But coming out with an Xbox One S version, I don't know. I don't really understand it. Because this is kind of getting down to what me and Bolts have talked about before in the past. There's already an Xbox One. Then there was the Xbox One S. Then there's the Xbox One X. And then there will be a supposed discless version of the Xbox One S. And then a supposed discless version of the Xbox Sapphire. And a power, crazy power Xbox called Xbox Anaconda. So... I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel so weird about this because, to be honest with you, as we said earlier in the show, I'm very excited for what Xbox has planned for E3 this year. At the same time, this does worry me because I can understand the fact of them trying to release something that is cheaper to sell more consoles. But to, to segue into Bolts talking about this, Bolts, don't you think that it's kind of like the, the original Xbox One or whatever, even the Xbox right, One S? It's okay. done and over with, right? You know, 2000, 2012, when the first announcement came about the Xbox One, um, there was Microsoft initially announced that it was going to be discless. And they got so much heat and backlash for it that they ended up making this Xbox with the disc hard drive. Yeah. Blu-ray Blu hard drive for, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Which, in my opinion, I like disc. I don't know why. I just do. But I wish they would have stuck with their guns because six years later down the road, this is where we're at. Yeah. You know, it's like... Um, I just, I actually don't give a shit. I mean, I, I think it's great that they're going to release something that's going to be $199. But just imagine if they would have done the shit they were supposed to at the beginning of this and released an Xbox One at 
with no hard drive inside of it. That means you made a system that has less components inside, cheaper to make, and all you need is a two terabyte hard drive. Yep. It's a it, it basically it's a win win. It's 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 a walking, <laughs> it's a portable. <laughs> you know, it, 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 what you're saying is it's it's easy to just download games on your system. Yes. go plug and play wherever right. you want to. Now, and I will say this: even even at this point in day and age, where we're probably seventy percent of people have a good internet connection to download. Now. Even if I was out in the country and I had internet and I wanted to download a game, I could download it. Would it take fucking forever? You damn right it would. Yeah. But it still could happen. You let that shit download overnight when you go to bed, you get up, you go to work, you come back and it's good to go. Yep. That's this is what should have been this this system that they're coming out that's gonna cost a whopping one ninety nine and still have the same components other than the drive itself. As the original Xbox, as the One S, as anything, you're and you're gonna. This s- is what this is what the original Xbox should have been, uh, hands down. Yeah, and and you may not you you probably still would have got your ass kicked by the PlayStation because th- people still would have received that as like where's the, my disc, you know. But but the, the the thing about it is, and 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 I I can still understand why they went to the disc because so many people trade their games in. You know, if if they went to a disc to a discless system, you know how much that would hurt the GameStops and all these secondhand retail stores. It'd put a hurt on them in a worst kind of way. It would. It so would. so I I I had do have a feeling that GameStop went to Microsoft was like, bro, just just not do this shit. Yeah. You know. So um, discless is 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 at this point it, it's it's pointless. Um, the the well, no, 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 for the Xbox One X and the S, yes, at this yes, generation, yes, yes, yes. this generation is pointless. Yeah. Now, when they make Scarlet Sapphire Anaconda, uh, a Boa, whatever the fuck you want to call it, <laughs> Boa. Okay, you know, when they make those Boa. and make it dis- Garden Snake, exactly, you're right, Rat Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, National Geographic. Next are Darker Pole. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, if 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 they make the the new gen that's coming out. You know that you got the hungry system, the big meaty, beefy testosterone injected <laughs> Viagra in your penis system. Okay, <laughs> you got that system, yeah. and then you got the discless. Those two will work. I agree, man. I totally agree with you. Now I will say this: remember, like we're talking about, you know, this is based in Texas. We are a Texas-based uh, gaming podcast, so um, Texas legislators just passed a bill to supposedly help get internet to rural areas. So a rural area is is somewhere that has less than the main like exactly. mainstream population. Exactly. So like in our town it's kind of like right under and it's st- we're still somewhat considered a rural area in this area of Texas cuz what we have 19,000 people. Maybe more than that. Right. The 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 thing about the rural area it's okay. You have CenturyLink. CenturyLink is the is the main phone company around here, yes. and they run DSL. Mm-hmm. Now, CenturyLink, CenturyLink can have DSL 
out in rural areas as long as they have a power box within two miles of the as long yeah. as you live within two miles of the power box yes because there's this little town this little community called Tennessee Colony yes it's where most of our prison systems are housed yes um they they have CenturyLink DSL out there yeah but you have to live within two miles of that power box mm-hmm. now where I lived until I moved into town was about 10 miles outside of Palestine and about 15 miles from Rusk Rusk and Palestine are about the same size towns yeah now, the only thing you can get at that point is what they call HughesNet, which is satellite. Satellite internet. And it, it's, 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 it's a lot better than what it used to be. Now, was it with that, you can, you can still, you can stream Netflix, you can stream Hulu, but you can't, but that's fucking it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you'd have horrible ping. You'd have like, yeah, you, can, you can't play and, online. Yeah. So, but with this new rule, uh, a new law they're trying to place in is basically, Lifting uh, some of the regulations that they had previously on certain areas of Texas and letting companies like what Bolt said, CenturyLink, and even companies like the company we use, Zito Media, to to further their um, expansion of their internet. Because I use cable internet and I get about 200 meg download speed. That's what I get. Now, what is it's the same thing what Bolt gets yes. now? And I mean, when a lot of people look at that and like, yeah, 100. 200 meg download speed is not that much, you know, but when you go from something that's 30, maybe some even times less than that, like 10 to 15 meg, and mm-hmm. you go to 200, you think that you're on top of the world. Bro. Exactly. exactly. So what I'm getting at is this would benefit people. This this system would benefit people in this area with first off with that law passing. And also, I think it would benefit them if... The Xbox did not do what Xbox and PlayStation sometimes do with some of these new games and require an internet connection for the game to be accessed. So there have been multitudes of video games and consoles in the last few years that have launched that have to have a connection to the internet. Now, originally when the Xbox One first launched, it was required, correct? It, you had to have it connected to the internet to have that, it on, see, right? see, well, that, that was the initial, that was the initial. Yes. It was going to be diskless. It had to be connected to the internet 24-7, so updates and everything can be, so it can constantly be doing what it needed to be doing. Yeah. They got so much fucking backlash because at that point in time, everybody was worried about the government sneaking in, looking at the <laughs> fucking camera. But yeah. it, was, it, was, it was stupid. stupid. It was just stupid. Yeah. Alright, so, so they x that they get they put a, they put a Blu-ray drive into the into the system, and then gave us g- a generic system like everything else. Mm-hmm. And we saw exactly what happened with it. And, and it cost you five hundred damn dollars to buy. Yes, you could have cut that price almost in half. Totally. If it was just the original system that you totally. said you were going to make, totally. You had a brilliant business plan, and you listened to us, us consumers, which in most cases we are fucking wrong. Yes, I'm sorry to of, say, no, it's we the are truth. wrong. And that right there was a poor dis- business decision on your part yep. because you got a little backlash from us retarded-ass consumers. Yeah, I, I totally agree, bro. I think there's a lot of times that we do not – we we do not – we more or less we think about um, – The now. The yes, now. we think about the now and we think about it in an emotional way. That's it. You know, like we drive to our emotions first. And that's the first thing we're talking about. Huh, no, I don't like this. Why is this done this way? I can't trade you know? in my games, which which nowadays many people still don't trade in their games. Yeah. I mean, you buy, you buy, you know, you go out there and you buy the hundred dollar deluxe edition. You don't want to trade that shit in. Exactly. You just spend a hundred dollars on it exactly. and to get fifteen back for it. Yeah. No. Come on, people. So you know, and that's the thing. It's like what Bolts is is saying. You know, there there's always going to be 
backlash for things that are not the norm. But my thing is this, you know, I think the system could actually work. Not just the, you know, you know, I personally believe that Xbox One S version doesn't need to come out. But if if the new Xbox version came out with a discless version uh, of the system, I think it could work if you had that capability of the system working offline as well. Um, because, you know, if you jump in and, you know, you jump in, you download all these games and do all this shit and it still doesn't like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at bolts? Like you download all these games, you turn on your system. It's like, sorry, you can't play this shit without an internet connection. Yes. That fucking blows bro. Yes. And it's happened to me multitude of times. That's one of the main reasons why I got rid of my original Xbox because it had that aspect. Like I couldn't. I couldn't be offline. And at that time, there was a lot of times that my internet connection would not let me stay on consistently and it would drop off. I would have games that I would download and it just wouldn't work. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? So that's when you get down to the, the perspective of that's when you get down to the perspective of, you know, what is going to work best for the situation we're in now. Um, and I think that this system and, uh, you know, version of a console could actually work if it's done correctly. Um, and of course it's going to help. I mean, if you come out with an Xbox Anaconda or whatever that is discless and it drops the price of it to, you know, it's able to launch. Think about that, bro. If you had a system with that technology and it's At able to launch it like $399 or even, this is just a stretch, but even $299, if there was a shocker and they were like, this system is launching at $299, there's a lot of times that some of these companies will do that and they'll take a loss first because they know eventually they're going to make their money back. But if you had that ability to go out and buy the new Xbox at $299, I'm, holy it, shit, it, simply because it does not have a Blu-ray drive inside of it. Yeah, that takes so much money out of it because you're, you're cutting down on you're cutting down on what you need to put in the system because of the heat, the the the, the power that drives that drive. Yeah, you know, there's so much that it, it, it you take that drive out mm -hmm. and it's going to decrease what you put in that system. Yeah. So therefore, at that point, if you take that out, just imagine what what more graphics you can put in, sound card, CPU power, all of that. Mm -hmm. So. It's a crazy thing to think about, man. And I really do honestly think that the system could work. Um, but I want to know what you guys think. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast now, uh, get on Twitter. Hit us up on Second Opinion Pro, which is a numeric 2 ND Opinion Pro. Um, or you can hit me and Bolts up on Twitter. It's S0LEB or Bolts at Lord Bolts. Um, Hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, or even, you know, send us a message through Anchor and uh, let us know what you think. Do you guys think that this system could work? Um, do you think that it could possibly launch at $299? I don't know. It would be crazy. Bolts over there texting. Sorry, the sorry. On. Yeah, I, He's texting Phil Spencer right, right now. Listen up, bro. <laughs> He's like, bro, listen. <laughs> Second opinion, pro. Listen to the podcast. You learn something. We're giving business, you some, <laughs> giving you some advice for this next system. So, uh, our next real topic, real talk topic. Ooh, it's about to go down, baby. So, the demon has been released. Yes, Lord Boats and his evilness has have approached. Uh, Anthem is now. Um, not in the best spot. Um, it is official that Anthem mm. is the lowest rated Bioware game. Um, and that's below 
Mass Effect Andromeda. Yes, as of Ba-boom. the Boom. So the the media score on Metacritic uh, is sitting at a total of sixty seven. Now there is a total of twenty um, critic reviews, uh, and the user review, uh, general user review, is like a four point one. Um, there is when you get on the critic review, there are five positive reviews, fifteen mixed reviews. When you get to the user review, you have 83 positive reviews, 18 mixed reviews, and 45 negative reviews. Um, so it's a big mixed bag. It really is. Um, you know why it's a big mixed bag? <laughs> why? Because Anthem is a mixed bag of shit. <laughs> now, I'm going to say my piece. Yeah, you, well, and my, then my we'll, piece will be short, sweet, and simple. I know, I know. It's kind of like Fallout 76. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, my 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 comment on this will be short and sweet. So but Titan, um, is that Titanfall? Yeah, it is Titanfall. Please um, <laughs> stop Anthem. So Anthem. Um, the time that I played it in the um, beta, uh, I will say that I'm not going to lie. I was swooped in with the hype. And I talked about this on the podcast and said I was wrong because I really honestly felt that I was wrong. Uh, that first initial playthrough on the beta was just, it was great. You know, me and Bolts are watching the gameplay of it now. Um, it was really fun because there was a lot of times organically I was able to like walk. <laughs> said organically. For real, dude. I know. I got you. It wasn't, it wasn't forced to play with someone else. Um, I was, there was a lot of times that. As I said, there was that organic, open world, real feel to the the world that that Bioware was building, because I was going through this version of the level and just playing by myself, and I would randomly like walk up on some person trying to take on some enemies by themselves. I was able to fight with them, take these guys on, and then move on. And we ended up having kind of a camaraderie. We weren't talking to each other at all. There was no mics involved. We just followed each other, took down enemies, and it was fun. It was honestly fun. It was the type of fun that I wanted from Destiny 1. Um, And I just was kind of blown away by it. But... With that being said, I am not going to lie and say that I wasn't somewhat disappointed with the style of gameplay. Um, Now, the reason why I say that is after a bit of playing it um, and then even going back and doing some research on it and looking into a ton of different gameplay videos, I realized that it did have a lot of Destiny feel to it, of the repetitive aspect of going to area to area to area to area and just facing off the same people over and over and over again. Now there is a, I feel there's a more variety of enemies that you can face off in the Anthem world. But with that being said, I also think that for this game being worked on for almost what, five years? Is that correct? About five years? I think that's right. Yeah. I just feel that I feel that it just, it's not enough. Um, and we talk about this consistently on the podcast of how um, these games and big studios, it's, I think that Bolts and me both respect a lot of what these studios do. But we also do have a, we do have a feeling in us that it is very much needed for these games to launch 
day one in a perfect state. Um, and that's just gamers in general. And Bolts will say it too. He said it before that he was wrong in the aspect of there's a lot of times that us as gamers were wrong to jump to the, the point and talk shit about these developers and the game and what, you know, because there's probably people that worked on Anthem that poured their life into this game. Um, but it's hard for us not to react this way when a game like Anthem is pumped up the way it is and it launches and it's very subpar. Um, especially when you get from a game like Mass Effect Andromeda that even Bolts will admit is not the fucking game that we expected it to be at all. Um, now, mind you, Bolts showed it a lot more love than what I did. I played it for maybe an hour to two hours, and I was like, nope, fuck it, I'm done. And that's the truth, because I'm playing it as we speak. Yeah, and you, you can admit the updates, they did some updates to the game and made it a little bit better, but it's still, it's not like... It's not what Mass I Effect wanted. Mass Effect 1 felt better than Mass Effect Andromeda. And that's a big statement. Um, now, that's no hate in, in my perspective. I don't know about Bolts, but that's no hate towards Bioware because I still have a lot of love for Bioware. I think they are a fantastic studio. I think they have a lot of uh, cool ideas and, and great things they're working on. And I just hope that this is a wake-up call for them to say... This is it's not okay. It's not okay to launch a game like this. And we saw this with Bethesda as well. I love the team at Bethesda. I love the team at Zenimax. I love the stuff that they do. But it's not okay to launch games like this that out of the gate, it's not what we expected. If we're told one thing and we get another, it's hard for people not to get upset and say, you know, this is not the game that I fucking wanted. You know, so especially when you're hitting that price tag of like $69.99. You know, when you have these other games launching at 39 bucks, like Far Cry New Dawn, that I was not the biggest hyped up about, and I, to this day, will say it, plain and simple, I've had more fun with Far Cry New Dawn than I have with the last three Far Cry titles, because it is really different, and you can tell that, I mean, they poured a lot of heart and soul mm -hmm. in it, making the world look different. It has a lot of similarities in gameplay, but the, the overall style of story and the push and, you know, they really were like, hey, we're going to have this game and then we're going to have this game launch right after it. And it's a continuation of this game and the story and everything. And we're going to launch it at $20 fucking cheaper. 39 bucks. Wow. Now, mind you, I will say full on to be transparent. I did get the game for free provided by Ubisoft. Um, but at the same time, you can't not be, you can't not say that you have, don't have appreciation for a company that launches a brand new game that is the same size as their other Far Cry titles and has the same worth of it at 20 bucks less. But then you have Mass Effect Andromeda that was a failure from day one. And then you have Anthem pop out and Anthem was, it's not a failure, but it's not what we expected. Now, mind you, I'm about to move into Bolts talking about this. I think Bolts, as much as I fucking hate saying it, Bolts was right from the get-go. When I came back from E3, I told him about Anthem and all this. I'm like, bro, it looks really fucking good. He was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's an online... The words out of his mouth, it is an online multiplayer game that will not do well. Instead of it being a story-driven game with a multiplayer aspect they're launching it as a full online player game and i'm telling you it's not going to do good and i was like whatever and then we went to, we went to quakecon and 
Fallout 76 was announced. I'm like, oh, it's going to be awesome. And Bolts was like, again, I'll say it once again. It's going to be an online-only game from a company that does not do online-only games. It's going to fail. And he was right. I think that... I Now, mind you, I think Anthem has its fan base. I think Anthem has done a lot better than Fallout 76, obviously. Um, but the fact that it... The fact that... It's the lowest rated Bioware game and Mass Effect Andromeda beats it is a pretty big thing. Now, I do feel that there is still time to update this game and make it better and make it more enjoyable. And I think there are people out there that are enjoying this title. But with that being said, we're going to move into Bolts. That is probably going to be a little bit more unfiltered than me. So keep your keep your gamer emotions <laughs> on a low. Just saying understand that Bolts has been a Bioware fan since day one. And he still loves Bioware. Is that correct? I, I know you love Bioware. Bioware is my, my, my boys. But sometimes Bolts feels that you gotta just rip that band-aid off yeah. and be true. So yeah, you do. go right ahead, Bolts. What are you thinking? Um, let's see. Anthem. Lowest rated game ever by, Bio by Bioware. Um, I fucking love it. Um, I love the fact that this game has bombed. Um, and that is becoming that is coming from the aspect because they took time and energy away from my game. So so you can call me biased. I don't give a shit. But they took energy, time, money away from my Mass Effect game that I was supposed to get. That was supposed to be the next step, the next the next story, the next leap, the next fucking jump into the Mass Effect universe. And they gave me a pile of fucking shit. Now, Anthem was released, the lowest rating game. This is game is a, a is a power shit lower than the other power shit that they released. So, Bioware, you have some shit you need to work out. You really do. And now, whether whether that's the next Dragon Age game that's going to come out, the Lord have mercy on my soul, I am not a big Dragon Age fan. The first one was okay. The second one I enjoyed. The third one, well, yeah, anyways. Exactly. Um, but, but Bioware, Bioware's thing is the Mass Effect is, is the, is the one player story that was that, that, that you invested your time and your soul and your emotions and everything you could into making the decisions that you needed to make to progress through this galactic war with the Reapers. It was just how it was. Yeah. You, there were, you just, you felt that game. You lived that game. You know, every decision you made resulted into something that would happen later in the game, later in the story. You know, did you, did you, uh, um, yeah, did you kill this person? Did this person live? Did you uh, genocide this th this uh, this species? Did you? Uh, there's so much that was going on in Mass Effect in the world of Mass Effect, and they went from that to the glory that is the the Mass Effect universe, the first. The first saga of Commander Shepard, to the latest, to the latest garbage of shit that you have given us, Mass Effect Andromeda. Let me tell you something: the the gameplay and the combat system in that game is is flawless. I love it so much. But you you send us six hundred light years into another galaxy, and you give us two new species. You give us this entire this entire new galaxy to explore, and we can't even land on different planets. We can't. Oh, uh, my, my brain hurts. My brain hurts, y'all. Okay, now, and I know I'm talking about Mass Effect, and I'm talking about Mass Effect, but you have to understand 
that that Mass Effect one, two, and three was was what, what, what is the pinnacle of of games? I don't care what anybody says. There's you know you have Mass metal. Effect three. I, I I enjoyed Mass Effect. I be- thought you enjoyed Mass Effect two. More no 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 no. Mass Effect two is is where it's at. Don't get shit twisted. With that, all that the game. D- with all the DLC and everything oh, yeah. on that one, that's where it's at. Mass Effect, Mass Effect three had more emotional. I got you. More emotional because yeah. uh, let me tell you something. When Tally drops off the cliff, don't get me started, bro. <laughs> don't you fucking. I was. I, if you don't remember, <laughs> I was there. Oh, I was pissed. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it was more of an emotional boom. Because you, because all those decisions that you made from the first and second one are, are coming to light in the third yeah. one. Now you get to Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda. They're sending you to another galaxy. You're starting a human race away from Earth because of what could happen every fifty thousand years, and so on and so forth. So you're going out. And you're expanding the, the the human the human race, the Asaris, the Turians. You're expanding them to further the. the basically the the milky way or the the the, the solar solar system yeah out into out into space to expand to expand y'all the each other and and and, and basically what, what that boils down to is 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 and andromeda was supposed to be this this the most massive mass effect game we we had and we didn't get it it was it was a big old pile of shit anthem was supposed to be the next biggest thing that Bioware was coming to this big massive mmo that was supposed to blow everything out of the water and apparently it ain't blowing shit yeah it ain't doing anything yeah i mean because i don't I mean, care there's what- good user reviews but like on the real we you know and i don't think I, I know that bolts will disagree with me and not to cut you off bro um i know that bolts will disagree with me on this but i do think that there are core values of the game that are good but overall it is a failure um and I'm going to quote my boy Matt Quad C because he he tweeted out this just a second ago because I was saying, oh, we're talking about, you know, the failure that is the last two Bioware games. He said, I don't agree with saying that Anthem is a failure. Um, That's a very strong word for a game that's still in its infancy. And yet most people are who are actually enjoying the game. Now, mind you, Matt, I love you, but I'm going to disagree with you. Because when you look at the aspect of what Anthem was supposed to be on launch day, um, it was pushed and told consistently over and over and over again that you're going to have all this stuff to do and you can play with your friends and do all this other shit and just have like a ton of buttload of fun and, you know, squad based gameplays and blah, 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 blah. It's not what it said it was going to be. And it took me the longest time to do my Fallout 76 review because of that. Because I'm a huge, it's just like Bolts. I'm a huge Bethesda fan. I will will defend Bethesda till the day that I die. I don't think that they're a shitty company for releasing Fallout 76. It was a test run game that they thought was going to be better than what they did. They released it the way it did, and it was not a good game. And I quoted that in my review of saying that it was a 2.8 out of five or 2.7 out of five it's not what we were promised and it's the same thing with with mass effect andromeda and even the main topic at hand anthem yes the graphics are good i mean but you know i it took me the longest time to understand that as well we are in the age of every game could look good just because it looks good and it's just because it's visually stunning does not mean that it is a good game you can have the most beautiful fucking game in the world and it still be total shit. So, 
I don't think Anthem is total shit, but do I think it's a failure? Yes. And does Bioware think it's a failure? Yes. They know it's a failure. They know it did not meet expectations of what they expected. They expected to launch this game and it get rave reviews and be said it's one of the best games of the year. Uh, everyone's in love with it. And it had problems right out the gate, which you are expected to have with an MMO style online game. Uh, that is Anthem. But it also had a lot of other issues of, of gamers being able to complete the main quest within seven hours. Uh, having the replayability factor drop really low because you're constantly doing the same shit over and over again. Um, now, as I said on a previous podcast, I do think I was wrong with originally saying that this game was not going to be fun and this game was not going to be what we expected and blah, 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 blah. Because I think it's visually stunning and I think I had a lot of fun in the beta. Do I see myself playing this game over and over and over consistently no i don't at all because first off i didn't get the game because not just for negative reviews i watched someone play this game two days to three days in a row after launch and i was like okay they're doing the same thing over and over again it's not going to be what i'm down for i do have my uh, reserves about games like that in general like you know the division two is is coming out on the 15th Big shout out to Ubisoft for sending us the codes. I'm really excited. I had a lot of fun in the beta with that as well. But do I have my reserves about it? Yes, I do. Because it is not a single player game that is based around a main campaign. It is an online growing game that could, you know, add stuff eventually that could be great. And it could not be so great. So that's just how I am. I'm a very reserved gamer that now has been scalded so many times from games in the past to going out and spending all this money on games um, to only find out that they're not what I expected. So... Do I think that the game is a failure? Yes, I do. And I think it's the aspect of, you know, do I think the game do I think the game can can resurrect itself? Totally. No fans or butts. I think it has a core that is totally awesome. I think the the aspect of it is great. Now, I know Bolts disagrees with that. Um I know that's correct. I know you disagree with it in the aspect of, you know, you think that it was a total failure. You think it was completely taken away from the Mass Effect series. And I will say, you and me have talked about this before, I think that maybe Bioware had too much on their hands with working on both of these games at the same time. Maybe that's the reason why Andromeda launched the way it did and this launched the way it did. I, I, I can't necessarily say that, say that because at, at the time of them making what Mass Effect was and 1, 2, and 3, they were making Dragon Age 2. Very true. I did so, not add that in the case because yeah, because, because because the first two Dragon Ages, um, I, I really didn't, I couldn't get into Dragon Age um, Inquisition. I don't know why. I just couldn't. Yeah, it was the same thing. With I, me. I, I, but I, that doesn't take away from it being a good game. It's, it's very true. You know, I played Dragon Age One. I played Dragon Age Two, um, and 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 I played all the DLC and. The, the, they're they're good games, you know. People like them because they're great. I, I initially didn't like them because I was I was probably more drawn into the Mass Effect universe than I was the Dragon Age universe. But those series were made almost simultaneously, year after year after one another was released. So you you can't tell me that they didn't buy off more they can chew. Then now did, did they dive into a world that they probably fully didn't understand, which is the online MMO? Goddamn right they did. That's totally exactly what they did. That's, you know? that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, man. that's, that's what exactly what they did. It's just like what Bolts is trying to get at. I think, I think literally, bro, no joke. You're talking about two mega fucking companies. Mm-hmm. And it's hard not to bring up Bethesda as well because they, they bit off the same thing that Bioware did. You have two companies that have been known for their stellar, great 
unbelievable games. And Bioware and Bethesda were like, let's jump into the online aspect. You know, so we know that ESO, when it first launched, was not met with the best uh, reviews. And after updates and after consistently pushing content into that game, it turned into a good game. Um, now, do I think that that Bioware and Bethesda can do the same exact thing with their online titles? Totally. No fans or buzz. I think Fallout 76 can be resurrected and fixed. It's going to take time, but it can be fixed. And the same exact thing with Anthem. Mm. It's going to take time. It can be fixed. But my main thing is this. When we talk about initial launches, it's hard not to get mad because these are not games anymore. They are services. We are, we are buying into online services that are not launching like other online services. As we see with a continuous release of WoW products. WoW games, yes, they're, it's the same stuff over and over again. But you know what? Their player base is fucking huge. Huge. Look at Fortnite, bro. Yes, it's a multiplayer shooter, but Bolts... You can admit this. They got so much DLC they put in Fortnite, it's unreal, y'all. And they're constantly updating their systems. Yes. They're constantly making the thing better. They, Bro, they even did a big-ass fucking update to the Save the World version of the game, and it's completely different now. It's completely different. It actually gives worth to me going back and playing the original version of Fortnite that I bought. I bought the Save the World version because it was a apocalyptic zombie-style game. And now they've added a shit ton of stuff to it, so I do plan on going back and playing through that because it is updated quite a bit. So it cuts down to Anthem that, yes, it's, oh man, it's fucking pretty. But, who? I mean, who cares? Every game is pretty now. Every game is beautiful. Every game that launches nowadays, for the most part, is going to be a breathtaking experience because of the technology that's out there now. But if this game, if games launch as an online service, if you're paying straight flat out, you know, $59.99 or even some of these people that paid the premium cost of 100 bucks for a version of the game, if I paid $100 for Anthem and I was able to get through the main content within, you know, seven hours, I'd be fucking pissed. I would be pissed, plain and simple. If that's the case, if the game is still in its infant stage, as Matt Quad C said, if that is the case, if it's in its infant stage, launch the game at $39.99. Do you agree with me, Bolt? Mm -hmm. Launch the game at a cheaper price. Plain yep. and simple. Yep. It should be launched at a cheaper price if it is not fully ready for what people are going to say about it. You got anything else to say, Bolts, before we move on? Because I know people are not going to like our comments. I don't give that. a shit. <laughs> um, no, ju just the fact that you know it, the the main question is what did they do wrong? You know, you know and, and I'll go back to it. They, they they created Anthem without a base, and, and and that's the truth. You know, Elder Scrolls Online has a base. Even Fallout seventy six has a base. WoW has a base. Anthem just doesn't have anything to grab onto. Yeah. You know, if if if, if they happen to would have made Anthem a Mass Effect universe MMO, at least it would have had something to grab onto. I would have fucking hated it, but I'm not an MMO guy. But they would have had something to grab onto. Something to build that MMO off of. And yeah. they just threw this game out there and was like, let's play as Iron Man's different suits and go destroy big creatures. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And that's what they did wrong. <sighs> oh, man. 
agree, disagree, whatever. We understand that some people are not going to not going to agree with our comments on this episode, but we want to hear what you have to say about this. If it's hate, that's fine. You talk shit to us. Do not expect us not to talk shit back to you, but we would love some debate. Uh, If you have some uh, debate comments, if you want to talk to us um, about, um, if you want to talk to us about our comments or even try to prove us wrong by saying, well, you know, I understand why you're upset about it, but this is what I think about the game. Hit us up on Twitter. Talk to us about it. Let's let's discuss why you think the game is good. So with that being said, we're going to move into our next topic at hand. <laughs> um, There's another one, guys, I promise. There, there, there's another one after this as well. So um, the PlayStation Vita. Um, production of the PlayStation Vita is being ended in um, <laughs> is being ended officially in Japan. Um, it's a sad moment because personally I think the Vita was a great system. It was it was a great system. The only the only problem with the Vita um the even the PSP or even anything else that came out handheld is because the Nintendo big flopping dong of a portable device just just smashed them. <laughs> and that's the truth. Yeah. There's nothing out there that's going to compete with the Nintendo DS. Yeah. Hands down. They started with the Game Boy. They started with the color. They went to the Advance, the Advance color. They went to all this blood of dual screens, all all this stuff. You know, you just you're not going to compete with the juggernaut like that. And and that's the truth. You could have put the best and the PS Vita in my opinion blows the Nintendo out of the water in my opinion as far as what you can do with the system with the games you can play the, the the graphically it was it was it was astonishing the controls were amazing it everything about the PS the PS Vita was where it was at as far as mobile gaming but the flop and dong that is Nintendo said no totally agree bro um I actually I don't know if this is going to be like a long-winded topic it's not um, because, because it's the <laughs> um that's true bro. i mean for real it's uh it's crazy because i i really love my vita uh and you know bolts and me actually lived together whenever the vita first came out and um i really love we, we played the shit out of it we did we if, 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 if one was playing the ps3 we were playing the vita yeah that's right know? and um one of my best things that i loved about it was whenever they fully implemented the aspect of being able to play my playstation games on my vita um now you can do that now on your smartphones with the uh, connection uh, that even the update they did the other day for iOS of being able to do remote play through uh, iPhone devices or even iPhones, Androids, you know, f- smartphones in general, and even your PC. You can play, connect to your PlayStation and play games, um, and I think it works pretty well. Um, but some of the games that launched for it were just fantastic games, uh, and I want to kind of talk about them real quick. Of course. Um, the first one I want to talk about is Uncharted Golden Abyss. Um, now this was a um, a <sighs> this was a game that had its ups and downs, but um, it was a graphically stunning title for it being on <laughs> for it being on a PlayStation Vita. Um, it's it's honestly it's it's crazy to me that this game when it launched, uh, which it came out in 2011. Um, it uh, it really did showcase the power of this system. Um, and the reason why I say that is not just because of graphics or whatever, but the overall aspect of the game um, was just different. The fact that 
the fact that in Golden Abyss, you not only got to do your your regular controls or whatever, but you can also do they. I mean, they really went all out with you know touchscreen aspects, uh, being able to climb uh, with the touchscreen, doing your sniper mode of being able to like move your move your controller around, um, and and even when it came down to uh, solving mysteries and puzzles and whatever else. Um, there would be times that you can take down, jot down notes in your book and like just the cool aspect of being able to like drag your finger across the screen and like, you know, scratch it into your notebook was just fucking awesome. I mean, I really, really love that aspect of the game. Um, and like what, you know, Bolts has said, we really did. We played the fucking shit out of it. We, we really did play a lot of, of this game. And, um, I think that it should... I think that it should go down as one of the better Uncharted titles. Um, I will say that I possibly had more fun with Golden Abyss than I did with Uncharted One. Now, Uncharted One was a um, was kind of shocking to me because of when it came out, we didn't really have a game. Um, we didn't really have a game that. Uh, looked and played like Uncharted because, you know, you had that aspect of like jumping in the water, rolling around in the water and his, you know, his shirt still being yeah, soaked. That yeah. was something that we showed off at GameStop like crazy. I mean, we were showing all kinds of people like, hey, look at this, you know, his fucking shirt is still wet. Like that was a big pivotal thing. But just seeing the gameplay and stuff on the Vita for what what it is is just fantastic and the time frame that it came out it's just a great game and I really enjoyed it so um, next up you know just to kind of go through it pretty quick some other games that stuck out to us were, was Tearaway of course um, which really kind of um, uh, at the time of it coming out there hadn't been a game that really looked at this way um, or played this way. It was uh, it was a really kind of family friendly game that was beautiful at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Uh, had that emotional grab that a lot of people didn't expect. Then you had Gravity Rush, which was a very strange game. Uh, had unique art style and also had unique controls. You had to use the gyroscope of the you know PlayStation Vita to move around, and um, uh, it, it was I really loved it. And of course. The biggest one of them all, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection. Being able to play that game mobily was just fucking awesome. Um, I really, really loved the fact that they launched it. And um, I don't know. The Vita has a close place in my heart. But do I think that PlayStation and Xbox will ever come out with some mobile shit? No. Um, now, mind you, Xbox is launching an Xbox... Um, whatever network exactly through the switch whatever we know it is um but with that being said bolts with xbox trying to get into that mobile market even if it has to well i'm just saying even with it having a possible home on the switch of actually being able to play xbox games on switch do you think that Sony will ever dip their feet back into the whole mobile market? I, I don't think anybody should dip dip their feet in the mobile market. I, th- I, I, and and that is that and that is to the success that Nintendo is. I don't think there's anything out there that can survive. That's Again, going to beat it. That's just it's just not going to. And and I tell you right now, one of the biggest reasons why Nintendo is so successful it is it because them motherfucking Pokemon games. <laughs> Good God <laughs> Almighty. Yeah. You know. Because before it was on 
I mean, well, not necessarily before, but I mean, you know, on the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Advance Color and stuff like that, you had Pokemon Red, Rat, Sapphire, yeah. all these games that you were. That is that that launched really, really launched that mobile division for Nintendo, and it has just ran with it, dusted everybody, highest been trophy year in and year out, yeah. and there's nothing out there that will ever compete with it, and it's just because it is what it is. Microsoft can come out with the greatest. It doesn't fucking matter. The PS, the PS Vita is is probably, as far as the system itself, hands down, so much better than Nintendo. When you talk about like power and just power else, specs, yeah. all yeah, that I stuff, agree. but it doesn't. It just it doesn't matter. Yep. Nintendo, like I said, floppy dong. How you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> hey, they don't play, bro. I'm telling you, and they've done great with their, like what you said, they they really have. They have done unbelievable when it comes down to selling units with the, the Nintendo 3DS, but I think they're almost done with the 3DS as well. I think I, they've I think they've dominated their mobile market with a console now. Exactly. I mean, the Switch is just doing fucking phenomenal. Yes, it is. And you've merged two systems into one. So... It's just fucking crazy to me to see the Switch doing as good as it is. Not saying that I thought that it was going to do bad, but I don't think... I honestly don't think anyone knew that this system was going to do as great as it as, as it has done so far. Um, so with that being said, let's move into our last topic for this episode. Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Yay! Now, I'm so happy. <laughs> Now, Bolt, you did post about this. Um, you did post about this on Cinelinks, and it seemed like you weren't the happiest. Uh, well, what about the fuck would I be? Now, it was leaked through the Peggy um, rating system leakage. that there is a possibility. <laughs> there's a possibility that this will be coming um, uh, to fruition. That this is actually happening, and it may possibly be coming as a pre-order through, um, you know as they did with the previous Modern Warfare, uh, you have to pre-order the game to get it or some shit like that. There's no actual details proving that this is actually going to happen. But Bolt said in his article, he actually said a lot of the same shit that I was thinking, that I hated the fact that the um, that Modern Warfare was locked behind a pay gate, um, Modern Warfare Remastered. I hated the fact that the DLC was 15 fucking dollars and it was originally free for everybody so now mind you you can get modern warfare remastered on playstation plus right now for free so if you want to pay 15 dollars for the extra maps that's cool i'm going to tell you right now i did re-download it the other day just because i was like hyped up i'm like oh okay modern warfare remastered is on playstation plus um i had already paid for it um through my pre-order of infinite warfare um and just it just doesn't feel the same bro like i know it's a stupid thing but the added uh the added care package system or whatever like the microtransaction system the customizable weapons and whatever i don't know bro i feel that if you're gonna remaster a game like this that is an online multiplayer shooter leave it as is leave it as is we saw infinite warfare um or infinity ward x developers saying don't fuck it up. Leave it as leave it alone. Launch it as is. Support the online system. But the fact that they, I don't know. I guess they were trying to stay relevant of like having that DLC or you know microtransaction aspect to where you can buy 
crates and then unlock more skins for your shit. And I don't know, bro. <clears throat> I don't know. I still to this day will say, Noah fans are butts. Sledgehammer Games has had one of the best Call of Duty launches year to date. Call of Duty World War II was by far one of my favorite modern or my favorite Call of Duty games ever. And even when it cuts down to DLC that they did in the game, me and Bolt played the fucking shit out of that game. Cause it was great. The the transactions, the unlock systems for those skins and whatever. I mean, bro, it was simplified. It was unique and it was great. But launching the previous title, the way that they did, it really scolded me. And I know it did with Bolts as well. So Bolts, do we even do we need this? Okay, let me tell you something about this whole modern warfare remastered uh year in year out dlc download bullshit with no with no online multiplayer whatever the fuck you want to call it let me tell you something call of duty is 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 looking for something i don't know what it is they're looking for something and as you were sitting here talking this is what i was thinking you know they're they're, they're you're like i wish you would shut the no no this is what i was thinking you know they 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 redid call the modern warfare yeah they're fisting dude uh, MW2, basically. MW3 and so on and so forth. Yeah. If they're looking for something and they want to bring this back, how about a big-ass single-player RPG game that you start from the first M-Dub and you go to the end of the last M-Dub and you progress through the entire storyline as an RPG single-player campaign? If that's what you want to do, if you want to bring all these games back for whatever reason, and I tell you right now, as much as as much as the stories are are, are are good in some of those, they played it because the online multiplayer in NW two is probably some of the best, if not in the its best original form. In its original form. Yeah. So if you want to bring that game back, then 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 not just remaster, remake from the ground up, and 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 give it all of the hoopal and the glory and the physics and the and and the and the visuals that you have today. And people would buy that shit and play it throughout their ass. They would. But you're not going to. You're, you're going to remaster it and you're going to bring a single player campaign with no multiplayer because you're still trying to, to, to get people to play Black Ops 4 online. You know? Yeah. So, and, and you just you just introduced fucking Blacklight, which is, you know, a free... Blacklight? Yes. Oh my God, I hate you so no, much. No, you don't. Yes, I do, Anyways, bro. I mean, and, and, and you, you have... Yeah, I know. It's exactly what... Exactly. You're watching it right now and it's glorious. You know? It is what it is. It is great for a fucking reason. And if you want to continue to bring it back to show us, hey, we made this shit back in the day, you got dang right you did. But you know what? it was a great game it back was. in the day. So if you want to bring it back to the light, away from the black light, then let's, let's, let, let's remake it from the ground up. Give us what you want to give us. Give us what we would rather have than just some knockoff DLC with no multiplayer because that's exactly what you're going to do. So, so you put put your best foot forward now. See, because you're you, not now, mind you, that what Bolts is talking about is originally whenever it was first, when it was what was it when it was first announced that there was a possibility it was coming back. They said that that it may launch with no multiplayer, right? That, that would be a complete fucking failure. It would be a total failure. Um, so what we, what me and Bolts are kind of like looking through or whatever else is, you know, the, 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 the aspect of the game that is now with call, call of duty, modern warfare remastered. 
Um, so you have your depot that has the supply drops and whatever. You can get, you know, camouflage and, you know, um, you can get mantled parts, which you're able to build more shit, customize your character more. I guess kind of things that they may have wanted to do originally. But me, per se, I wanted Modern Warfare Remastered to launch literally as a remaster. Graphics look better. Gameplay is the same. No customization. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about you, Bolts, but that that was me. Um, that's how I felt. I didn't like the aspect of the added extra customization with the weapon skins and your character skins and all this other shit. Because there's sometimes I think that it's cool to do that. But me personally, I don't like the fact that it was added into Modern Warfare um, at all. I don't like that they added the depot. I don't like the ad that they added the supply drops. I don't like the fact that they added the extra skins. Why not just launch the fucking game as, as it was? Remaster it graphically. Leave it the fuck alone. Don't add microtransaction system shit into there. That's just me. And and I and I, I, I understand that because... But also, in, in retrospect, other than, you know, g going through your level ups and your ranks and, your, and, and, and whatnot, you, you're unlocking guns, but it also... If you're unlocking skins and stuff like that, it gives you a little something else to work towards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, looking at it in that perspective, I, I guess I can understand. But it's hard It's hard for me not... I know it's so bad because I compare a lot of shit sometimes. But it's, it's hard for me not to constantly compare to what... Modern or what Call of Duty World War II was because they had all these preloaded fucking skins on there and then you could just unlock them. Yep. You know, but the fact that you can go in and and unlock your COD cash with real cash and do all this other shit, I just it, it just bugs me and it just doesn't it doesn't feel it doesn't to me. Yes, it has its its ground laid as the original title, but it still to me doesn't feel like the original Modern Warfare remastered. Now, cutting back to what we said before we end this episode, I do think that... I do hope that if Modern Warfare 2 remastered launches, I hope it launches as a normal version of the game. You know what I'm saying? In the aspect of not under pre-order lock. Would you be okay with it launching under pre-order lock? Like you, like they did with the last one? Like, oh, you can only, you can only get the game if you pre-order it. Um, and it's not coming out to, to as a single release. It, that, that it wouldn't bother me um, if 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 they if they release it with no multiplayer, because it, it, without a multiplayer, no one would buy it anyways. But if they do release it with a multiplayer, then it needs and to they be a do what they did game. with PlayStation, then it needs to be a remake and remaster standalone game. Hands standalone out. game. Um, I agree with that. And uh, what they originally did with the Modern Warfare remastered through I uh, Infinite Warfare is. It was a PlayStation exclusive for like an entire year. Um, it was only, you can only play it on PlayStation, blah, 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 blah. And I don't think that's right either. I know that Sony has a deal with Activision, but I don't think that's right. Uh, yeah, no, that, that this whole thing where one, one, one system gets something else before the other system. I, I understand it's all about sales and, you know, my, my, my dong is bigger than your dong, so I can get this before you it's do. saying dong a lot. I, 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 it's on my mind. Anyway, <laughs> but it's it's it, it is what it is. It's just release it, let everybody enjoy it, and be done with it. Yeah, I agree. Because it's not going to jump your sales that much. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. you get this thirty days before. Let me go spend six hundred dollars on the system. Yeah. And don't Stupid. do it. Don't do it. If you're going to do an exclusive time launch, don't do a year. Don't do a year. It's one thing if it's like get it two weeks early on PlayStation. 
know, but don't do don't do that shit of like 30, 40, 50, 60 days to a year of exclusivity. I don't like that. I don't like especially if it's a triple A title, just launch it within like a two week time frame. That's that's fine. But don't do this I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, you do. Anyways, guys, episode 253, pretty long episode, man. We talked a good chunk of stuff. And uh, and this is after we've already recorded like 34 minutes of the previous. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I love you guys very much. This episode has been brought to you by realoutreach.com. Make sure to check them out. Donate if you can. Also brought to you by Cineleaks.com and Second Opinion Productions. Make sure to come back very soon this next week. We're going to be talking about all different types of stuff. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit more of an experience that I had with Devil May Cry, because hopefully my review will be up by then. Um, talking about The Division 2, um, and we're going to be talking about some other stuff as well. Um, possibly uh, going to get Boltz's mindset on The Division 2 if he comes over here and plays it a little bit. Oh, I can tell you. I know, I know what you can okay. tell me now, but I okay. want to hear what your mindset is after you play it a little bit. So, um, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. No shout-outs this week. Deuces. I think we're going to phase out shout-outs. I agree. I don't know. We can just do that at the beginning of the show. Right. Or, or not. Or at not, all. Or not at all. <laughs> love you guys. Peace out. Peace.